The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is this past Sunday's gospel reading, the beginning of that reading from Matthew 2, verses 1 to 8. Last Sunday was our Epiphany Sunday. Wednesday was Epiphany Day, and that's the day when we think of especially the worship of the wise men of the the infant Jesus. But from Matthew chapter 2, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful watch for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. My dear friends in Christ, the wise men didn't get to see the baby Jesus in Bethlehem's manger. Actually, by the time they got to see him and to worship him, Jesus was at least weeks and maybe months, maybe even up to almost two years old by the time that they got there to be able to worship him. But now these wise men, or magi as they're often called, these wise men, were the were students of the stars. They were the astronomers. They were ones who studied the wisdom of the ancients. And they came from some distant land in the east. That's all that we know. We don't know exactly where they came from. But they did know about the star that was supposed to point the way to that, to the Savior, and they knew about the promises of the Savior. And that leads us to believe that maybe these wise men came from the land of Babylon. And that's because, well, when we think back to the Jews and their Babylonian captivity, well, when they were carried off into that captivity, young men from the Jews like Daniel who was thrown into the lion's den and, and then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the three men who were thrown into the fiery furnace. They were thrown into the lion's den, the fiery furnace, because of their refusal to worship and pray to Babylonian gods instead of the true God. But they were rescued from the lions and from the fire by our God. And these wise men, they were 
adopted into the wise men of the Babylonian nation. And as people who were in that group, what oftentimes people think is, is that Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and others like them would have shared with them the promises of God so that the wise men who were at Jesus' day, descendants maybe from those wise men, would have learned about the star and about the promises of God and about the Savior. Well, if the Magi did have to come from Babylon, they would have had a 500-mile trip to get from Babylon over to Palestine, to Jerusalem, to Bethlehem. They would have had a, quite a trip to take, and that would have been quite a trip because they didn't have our cars or, or planes, but that didn't matter to them. They saw the star. They knew the promises of God. They knew that a Savior, a King of the Jews, a spiritual King, was coming, and what they had to do is they had to go and worship him. And when they reached Jerusalem, or, well, the star, it pointed them to Jerusalem, but as they were traveling, as they got to Jerusalem, the star disappeared, and, and they didn't know exactly where they were going. Then they, then they went to Jerusalem and went and found the current king there, King Herod, and... Well, they had all these obstacles for their getting to worship Jesus. Herod, he was someone who was so very troubled and disturbed by possible threats against his reign. He had just murdered his 10th wife and three of his own sons because when he had looked at them, he thought that they were all out to get him and to take his throne or and so he had them got disposed of. No wonder Herod was so disturbed when the Magi asked him, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? Well, Herod took the Magi's question and he directed it to the chief priests and the scribes, the ones who copied the Old Testament scriptures, and they responded to his question, in Bethlehem, in Judea. For this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Herod relayed that information to the wise men, but then he said to them, go and make a careful search for the child as soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. Of course, we know that that was not Herod's intention. He was going to do everything that he could to try to get rid of Jesus. But now when you think about the Magi, their situation, it wasn't it wasn't easy for them to worship the Christ child. They had that long distance, at least 500 miles to travel, and, and who knows, maybe they came from even some further off distant land. We don't know that for sure. 
they had the disappearing star that, well, it got them to Jerusalem and then it did guide them to the house where Mary and Joseph were so that they could, could worship the Christ child. They had King Herod and they didn't realize what an obstacle he was to them and their worship but they just had to find Jesus and they just had to worship him. So strong was their desire to worship him. And now we also face obstacles in our worship. The virus that we're dealing with right now, that's such a, a huge obstacle. Well, we have that virus and well, and if we're able to get to church, Sunday might be the only morning when we have to sleep in or to do other things around our homes because of the hectic work schedule that maybe we have. People will always come up with excuses. Maybe our worship, our Bible class, our Sunday school times are not the ideal times for you. Maybe our church doesn't exactly do things in the way that you would like them to be done. And there are obstacles that are out there that could try to separate us away from church. But may God always build up and strengthen our faith so that we have a desire like that of the wise men. When you look at the wise men, you say, wow, it's amazing that they did what they did to worship the Savior. Well, may God give us that same kind of a desire to worship our God, whether it would be in person here at church or on YouTube or on the internet or, or via conference call or in private on our own. May we all have a desire to worship our Savior and to remember that as we worship our Savior, we will be blessed by our God. As we worship him, as we study his word, we will be blessed by our God. He will strengthen your faith and he will better equip you to fight the good fight of faith and to live as a believing child of God. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, our Heavenly Father, always increase our desire to worship our Savior and to study his word and to be blessed. And Lord God, as we think of all of the things that are going on in our nation in particular right now, and well, in our world as we think of the virus as well, we ask you to please keep our nation, keep our world in your loving care. Help us always to see your grace and love. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen.